This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's show is being brought to you by Crawford's Barbecue. Crawford's Barbecue is bringing great barbecue products to pitmasters and kings of the cul-de-sac alike. To find out more, head over to crawfordsbbq.com. Today's show comes from September 20th, back in 2016. Unknown barbecue pitmaster Jason Whitcomb stops by. In the second segment, Greg Rempe is going to tell you all about his first time cooking in a barbecue competition down in Hartsville, Ohio. Championship pitmaster for one of the most consistent and successful teams in the IPC, but is also in the business of barbecue, making some of the coolest hinges for the barrel and bullet style smokers, as well as some great other products to make your barbecue and grilling life more efficient. Team is also qualified to cook this year's Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cookoff, and he is a trusted partner of the Barbecue Central Show. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back the pitmaster of Unknown Barbecue, Jason Whitcomb. Jay, how are you, man? Good, Greg. How you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Jason. Appreciate you making time for the show here this evening. And uh, I guess before we get into the uh, competition talk and some business stuff, I have to make mention because, you know, as somebody who's trying to grow a brand like me and stretch out, get the legs out, increase the listenership, social media, a big part of that. And Unknown Barbecue has a bomb-ass social media presence, especially the Instagram. And, you know, I don't know if I have ever seen a crappy-looking rib picture that you guys have ever posted. So from a social media tactic, Jason, do you guys employ something specifically to kind of keep you moving through that space or, or how do you pick and choose what goes up and what doesn't make the cut? Pardon the pun. Uh, well, my brother's pretty much headed that off and, and took a big interest in getting that. Uh, it basically what started Instagram on the unknown barbecue was my brother got kicked off of Facebook. Kicked so, off? Kicked off of Facebook? He, he got booted. He wasn't using his real name. So he's like, man, I'm going to focus on Instagram. So he went Instagram 100%. And, uh, he, he set his, uh, his Dorsey is the one, my brother. And, uh, his goal was to post one picture a day of barbecue that we do. And that, that seems to be the ticket. So it just blew up. Um, it, we, he started doing that every day. Even when he didn't want to do it, he just made sure he got a picture stuck out there. And it's always the stuff that we're cooking. And uh, it, you get to see it start growing and growing and growing. And we're kind of like, hey, man, it's pretty cool. And then you just start getting, you know, you had a 1,000 followers. And it's like, this is crazy. And that's 10,000. That's all the way up to, I think, 23,000 followers wow. right now. And with the pictures... Everybody wants to see this, this pictures, but now they're doing the videos yeah. and we've started messing around with that and it just kind of went crazy on that stuff. So that's, I mean, that was, that's kind of our method in getting the, getting the thing rocking and rolling on that. You know, once you get like so many followers and you're able to achieve, I think it's a, a thousand likes or more on a post, you start having 
brands approach you and start chipping you off some cake for that? Have you guys been approached to do any like promotion of stuff or sponsorship of stuff or not yet? Not, not yet. I've talked to my brother about it and he said, nothing's really, you know, Instagram's messaging him and telling him, Hey, you know, this, you know, I think we put a couple of videos up over the weekend that has over 30,000 views. And, and I, I think the majority of the likes that we're getting are over a thousand on any picture that we're posting. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty consistent. Um, as far as the kickbacks and sponsors and stuff jumping, I haven't seen anything yet, but um, I don't think it's very far away. Jason Wickham joining me here on the show. Team Unknown Barbecue, the uh, the website unknownbbq.com slash shop if you want to go ahead and get some of those awesome products we're going to talk about here in just a second. Uh, Jason, I did my first rib contest this past weekend down in a place called Hartville, Ohio. And the guy who won used an electric knife to cut his ribs. And I've seen many of the videos you were just talking about when you guys are cutting ribs. You use an electric knife. Um, why electric knife versus like a brisket knife, uh, knife or a slicing knife? In in 362 days, I might be looking to go back down to Hartville to win the second annual Rib Fest. So I want to give myself the best shot at winning. Is that key? Um, the electric knife, I we wait to the very last second to cut it. And I know exactly how long it takes me to cut with that electric knife. And sometimes you might get a bark that on your ribs or, or on your brisket that doesn't want to, you know, you could, I get more consistency cutting with electric knife and less damage to the meat than when I do a slicing knife. Sometimes your slicing knife works great, but if it catches just a piece of bark, you just happen to have a little harder spot on it for that, for that contest or the, the brisket has a little bit of a fat streak going through the fat cap. It, it'll kind of mess up your presentation. So electric knife is the quickest, most efficient way for what, I've had to do. Um, so that's kind of our go-to when it comes to that. Bottom line is it's the best cut each and every time. I'm very consistent with it. Right. And art is the black and gray knife. Thin blades, that's our go-to. We, I think we've got three of them in our trailer just in case something happens. All right, I'm making uh, I'm making copious notes here so I can uh, win next year. That uh, I, I did slice with a bri- I, I sliced with my slicing knife. I don't know if I mean, everything's sliced okay, so I think I probably got away with it. But, I, you know, I, I never want to risk anything when it comes to... Now that, uh, you know, Jason, us competitors <laughs> have to, uh, you know, do what everybody else is doing. Nevertheless, segueing into or staying in the competition realm here, Jason, is Jack Daniels. Uh, you guys qualified for the Jack Daniels this year. Have you been down there before or is this first time? Never. First never. time. All right. So We're super stoked about it. How do you uh, dream come true? How do you, how do you go about qualifying? What's the path to success here? Um, if the people don't know about it, it's, um, minimum twenty five teams, professional. Um, that that uh, makes you where it could be a qualifying contest for the Jack or the Royal. Um, and you got to win GC at that contest, cook all four meat categories. Um, and I don't remember what the year starts. I think it's October to October, something like that. So. Um, it's not a calendar year. It's kind of wacky, but <clears throat> you can either win seven and get an automatic draw. Um, or there's, I think a handful of larger contests, the Houston livestock rodeo, the Royal and some other things that you can win and get an automatic. We got lucky. You can, you get a bung every grand championship you get for that year. You get a bung thrown into the, into the bag, uh, with your name on it. And they draw one from every state. 
then they uh, they have one wild card that they pull at the end. Every year since 2009, 2009 or 2010, we've qualified for it. And we've just, you know, every time the Jack draw comes up, everybody's on social media wanting to know who's there, who's going to post it, who's watching, you know, kind of keeping up with it. And every year we've been like sitting there with our ears perked up, like just waiting, you know, and we've had, I think, up to five bungs in one year. This year was slow, 2015, end of the t- 2016, had a baby on the way. Uh, we didn't get to cook as many contests. We were really kind of in a slump, and uh, we went out to Venice down in Florida and uh, walked away with a G- uh, GC there. So that was our one chance into the draw, and uh, the draw came up. We didn't. I really, um, I didn't even know the draw was going on that day until you know after lunch. Sometime I'd seen some on social media. Normally we're watching it, and everybody's like, "Hey, have you heard anything?" and all that. So it was like this year it was like we're going to go the 180 degree out. We're not even going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to worry about it because <laughs> everything else hasn't worked. And I'm out here working in the garage and I get a text from uh rub Bagby saying, congratulations. And, and I'm like, what? It's probably an hour after the draw had already taken place and people had posted the list. And that's how that, that was our mojo right there. We didn't watch. We weren't paying attention. So <laughs> that's how we got into the Jack. You know, Jason, there's a certain mystique that the Jack carries with it, the draw, the location, the history. Do you feel that this event really deserves that special kind of reverence, or is it kind of just like any other, just a little bit more pop if you win it? No, that's most definitely the most prestigious in my eyes and a lot of other teams' eyes when it comes to contests because it's so hard to get in it. You know, it doesn't mean the best teams are going to get into that year. You know, you got a lot of teams that's, that's won six GCs and they didn't get the draw and they didn't get that seven to get the automatic. So <clears throat> the best teams aren't necessarily going, but you can bet your, your ass that everybody there is, uh, deserves to be there. And it's been on our bucket list and we were kind of just kind of wrote it off. It was just, we tried, five or six years in a row we're like jesus you know this just isn't meant to be and uh same thing other people were getting the draw off with one with one bunk so it was like i don't think we're ever gonna go and then it happened to us so i'm sure people are looking at us they only had one other thing it's crap <laughs> so we're thrilled and uh we were uh super stoked to go and we're really looking forward to the the whole experience i've heard nothing but good things about lynchburg and the jack to put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at John, J-O-N, at the BBQCentralShow.com. Hey, before we jump into Greg in the second segment talking about Hartsville, let me take a minute to tell you about Crawford's Barbecue Pit Spritz. It's all natural and gluten-free, keeps your meat super moist during the cooking process. It adds a sweet peach taste to your barbecue. It's great on all meats and does exceptionally well on pork. All you need to do is screw the included trigger sprayer on the 16-ounce bottle, and you are ready to go. Crawford's Pit Spritz also works great as a wrapping liquid to help you bring those ribs and pork butts home. To get all the details on Crawford's Pit Spritz, head over to crawfordsbbq.com.
Uh, this past weekend, September 17th, I uh, took part in a rib contest that was put on by Hartville Hardware. How, you ask, did one get lulled into, tricked, hoodwinked, and or otherwise into this event? Well, like anybody does anything. Facebook. I just happened to be going through my time feed. I don't even know how the hell it came up. But this thing from eventbrite.com, which is like a third-party date situation, said, Duma Meet Rib Contest September 17th in Hartville. And I was like, huh, September 17th? I think Ray Lampy's supposed to be down there. And I think Chad Ward is supposed to be down there, which ended up being Doug Scheiding going to be down there. And here's the kicker. got you entry in. You don't have to bring a cooker. They had 10 spots for Traeger and 10 spots for Big Green Egg because those were uh, two of the three exhibitors or four exhibitors that were out there. I think Sabre was exhibiting Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger. Maybe there were some other smaller ones. I don't know. But you got to pick between a Traeger or Big Green Egg. I chose Traeger just because... I did not want to mess around with trying to have to get the uh, temperature leveled out, and uh, I didn't have my barbecue guru to use. So I picked Traeger. I have a lot of experience cooking on pellet grills from a high level, so I did it. Also, for that $30, the cooker and two racks of ribs provided by the meat vendor. Now, if you win best ribs via Traeger... So you had two contests within the contest. You had Best Ribs, Traeger, Best Ribs, Big Green Egg, and then Traeger and Big Green Egg won head-to-head. Well, the highest score, I guess, accumulated to the overall grand championship between cookers. So if you win the Traeger ribs, you get $250 gift card. You win the Big Green Eggs, you get $250 gift card. You win overall, you get an additional $250 gift card. So for a mere $30... I had the chance of getting back $500, which by barbecue competition standards is like a billion dollars. So in a moment of weakness, I chipped off 30 bucks and I was like, no brainer for chance to win 500. I am in next morning. I woke up. I was like, no, what are you doing? I realized You've put yourself in an impossible situation. You're going to go down there, and if you win, you're going to come back on this show. I mean, I don't care about any of the people that were competing out there. They have no idea who I am, and nor should they. But I'm going to come back on this show Tuesday and say, hey, I won the barbecue competition for ribs. Am I going to get kudos, high fives, and otherwise fanny slaps? Negative. Get that big stuff out of here. I'm going to get... Yeah, well, no shit, you won. Look who you know. You know everybody. You get all this stuff, but you should win. (laughs) Or, as what happened, I'm going to have to come on the show Tuesday and go, "Uh, I didn't win. What? Get that big stuff out of here. How could you not win? You know everybody, and you get all this stuff, and blah, blah, blah. How could you not win? That's Sunday after I made the commitment Saturday 
or Friday or whatever it was. The next morning, I woke up and I was like, decommit, decommit, decommit. No win situation. So I couldn't quit or, you know, not, like not show up. So I started documenting how I was feeling in the morning. That's going to be turning into its own release into the podcast feed. My days of documentation leading up to and then over the course of the cook, which you may or may not find interesting. And uh, I did uh, three three practice cooks that week. Once immediately the next day after I entered, I had one the following day, and then one on Friday before the rib cook on Saturday. Uh, trying to practice in a, a handful of different scenarios. Here's the bottom line, folks. Okay, I will. I would absolutely do another rib contest. I think ribs is my wheelhouse. I think I could win at ribs. I think if I could use my own cookers, I would have a much better shot just because I'm used to it. For here's what there's two things I have to say. Uh, number one, while I never did not respect each and every competitive barbecue cook out there, FBA, KCBS, IBCA, you name it, the new level of respect that I have for guys that are out there doing it once or 50 times during the course of a competition season, has grown by leaps and bounds. There is such a newfound respect out here that I can't even properly put it into words. Because here I am, a dope who didn't need to bring any meat, just spices and some other stuff, and have literally from 7 o'clock in the morning until 2 to cook one category. And I'm like... How the hell would I be able to manage chicken and pork butt and brisket on top of all of this? Hell no. Get that big stuff out of here. After I had cut my ribs and I Cadillac cut them, right? So there was meat on both ends. I didn't cut up against the bone on one side and leave meat on the other. Doing the whole thing, right? I was cutting, you know, down the short side of one and then over and then down and then right next to Good looking cuts. I'm taking them and like my hand was like literally shaking like I had the DTs. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's a rib category. What are you even, what are you so worried about? Settle down, chief. These are the conversations I'm having with myself. So the fact that you guys have the plan and you work the plan to do three additional categories. Three additional categories literally is mind-blowing to me. I have no idea how you can do it, especially for the single cook teams. I'm not saying I needed anybody else to help me with ribs because I think one more person for ribs would have been a pain in the ass. So that's number one. Number two, I have in my hands here the scorecards. This is where I know if if the first reason was reason enough why I would never do a KCBS competition, this wasn't the thing where, oh, I'm hooked, I'm in. This is one of those things where the hooked ripped through my mouth and I am running away. I'm out. The judging was all over the board. So much so that I can't even begin to imagine shucking $1,000 to go to a KCBS or FBA or IBCA contest. 
and putting my best efforted products in front of somebody else to have them give me this? There's no way I can reconcile that with myself. Here it is. Judge number one. That was box 10. Uh, These are uh, appearance and tenderness slash texture out of 25, taste out of 50. Appearance 20 out of 25. Not bad. Tenderness texture 15 out of 25. All right. Taste 20 out of 25. Uh 20? That's 30 points. I get 55 out of 100 total on that judge. Dumbass. Judge number two. Appearance, 24 out of 25. Missed it by one. Tenderness, texture, 22 out of 25. Love that one. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Taste, 47 out of 45. This judge gave me 93 out of 100. Judge number three, appearance, 23 out of 25. Tenderness texture, 22 out of 25. Taste, 45 out of 50 for a total score of 90. I'm rolling. Rolling. Judge number four, appearance, 15 out of 25. Tenderness texture, 12 out of 25. 12? Taste 30 out of 50. Where are my 20 points at? For a total score of 57 out of 100. What? How can I get a 55 and a 57, and then the two judges before that give me 93 and 90? 93 and 90. Almost perfect scores. Then the other two give me almost half. Final judge. Appearance, 20 out of 25. Tenderness, texture, 15 out of 20. What? Taste, 35 out of 50. That's another 50 point. 70 out of 100 for that judge. Come on. Get that big stuff out of here. Total score, 365. Uh, 410 or 411 won it. I mean... I, 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 in, in the microcosm that is competition barbecue that I lived for one event in a non-sanctioned event, there is no way I could possibly live with myself if I got a scorecard back like this all over the goddamn place, dropping a thousand dollars. No way. No way. I would never be able to get over that. Which is just one more reason why you guys that are out there doing it and that know and hear and love whatever is happening there, a whole new respect that you are you have you have agreed with yourself to to put up with that. This is a non-sanctioned event. I'm worked up like I just got jobbed at the American Royal for crying out loud. Give me a break. And there it is from September 20th, 2016. Not that long ago, but that is a classic Rempy rant worth saving. Hey, don't forget, head over to CrawfordsBBQ.com. Check out their gluten-free, all-natural, peachy, delicious pit spritz. Until next time, I am your host, John Solberg. 
and I always look forward to talking to you again soon.